We wish to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land we are recording on in Perth, Western Australia. The Wadjuk people of the Noongar Nation. We wish to acknowledge their continuing culture. And pay our respects to the Elders past, present and emerging. In a world where the lives of everyday people are preordained by the script that must be followed, a ragtag team of scamps dare to speak their highly unqualified opinions publicly. They dare to go off script. Unscripted, the film show. You're listening to Unscripted, the film show. You can't handle the truth. Man, I'm walking here. I'm walking here. Here's Johnny. You're going to need a bigger boat. I'll have what she's having. Want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? Good afternoon, Unscriptonites, and early Merry Christmas. I'm going to sneeze. Bless you. Thank you, ma'am. See, it's, um, just the, um, it's just the atmosphere in here, isn't the it? Dust. It's dust. It's nothing more than that. Dust. I had a dust. little sneeze before. Anyone? And Rachel was a bit worried I might be coming down with something, but I was like, no, 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 it's just a little sneeze. and then Just a little um, sniff. It, it kind of came around to you, so it, all well. You sneezed on me, it became contagious, and now I just sneezed away from the microphone. It was that quick. It was that quick. I need to just be, like, just in case anyone's listening, who is going to be here later, it was away from the microphone. It was. You actually, it was a good, very yeah. good Very situation. good distance. Like you almost fell off your chair. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we've got a couple of things to talk about tonight. Lewis is not here. Um, he's having after work do things because you know it's almost Christmas um I went to see Wonka on Tuesday after hearing your reviews last week took my child so I'll be talking about my thoughts on Wonka you have one life which is out at the cinemas to review is that out now or um, Boxing Day? It is out on Boxing Day, but I figured Boxing Day is next Tuesday. Yes. So I thought, why not share some of the Boxing Day releases today? Indeed. Perfect time to it. And Coupe de Chance, which is also out on Boxing Day. Is that correct? Correct. Yes. Awesome. And then we watched a smattering of things on the social on the socials. What am I talking oh, about? Look yeah, at I just sat go. and watched some reels. Look at um, us go, though. We are prepped. This is... I'm, um, congratulations, us. I know. We have have a lots to talk about so there's no getting bored no tonight. Um, um so and if you get bored not our fault no no, if, no. you know clearly you're just not on or our it wavelength. could be our fault it could be that we're not likely Le- well i mean if you are listening to us it probably is our fault and i apologize we're both busy women and we're um, knackered i know i'm not oh, do you know what rach i've done no christmas shopping oh are you kidding no it's when are you doing this i don't know the only day that i can think of according to my calendar is the 22nd which is tomorrow no not tomorrow sorry the 23rd which is saturday now this is the oh, only day or tonight so I have two choices. I tonight. go tonight, tonight, right, tonight. Yeah, twenty like, third. You're gonna want to just mm. not do that. I have heard though since uh, well, it's been around for a while, but the whole click and collect has become quite the popular thing. So yeah, perhaps, and then the line to get the click and collect is massive. Right. Okay. So someone said to me the shops aren't as busy because most people are spending their time lining up at click and collect. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> I suppose it's a thing. It's a proper we'll thing. We'll see. Um, again, every year I do it. I say I'll get it done early, and I don't. So no. I've only got myself to blame. Yes, but you do. <laughs> I did do one thing that I've never 
done in the past is put together an actual list this time. Aww. So instead of going into the shops blind, I have a little bit of an idea of what I need to do. So Well, then it should take significantly less time. I think so. Yeah, just tick things off your list. Um, well, talking about ticking things off my list, I thought I might have a chat about um, Wonka quickly because you guys did talk about it last week and my intention was to go and see it um, because I have read the book multiple times. Uh, it's my f- son's favourite book. I'm a huge fan of Roald Dahl and obviously of the previous two films as well. I do like the Johnny Depp one. I don't care what anybody says. It was good. I can't um, even remember the Johnny Depp one. Oh, it's fine. I think that's why I always say I don't... <laughs> Um, so like you said last week and in your previous reviews, this is a prequel to Wonka. So you find out what's happening with his life and how he got the factory to start off with. It's also a musical. Um, he's also kind of trapped in a, um, a, a workhouse, I guess, and becomes friends with the people also working at the workhouse and they all get together to try to, um, Kind to try to uh, foil the three chocolatiers that are controlling this town, so that he can make his own chocolate. Um, bored is the word I would review this film as. Bored is wow. Yep. So I thought, you know, I, I did hear that it is appropriate f- for kids, um, and it is from the makers of is it Paddington and Paddington Two. Or yes. just Paddington 2? Pad- oh, anyway. Not Paddington 3, so Paddington 1 and 2. And then well, the upcoming, there's a 3? I think there's an upcoming Paddington movie oh. potentially. Don't take, Maybe I'll check that out. Okay. I'll look at that one. Um, so finish. I figured because it was from the same people, it would have the same vibes. And I could definitely see that it was the same makers and they even have some of the same characters. Oh, sorry, same actors, I should say. But I just... It was missing something and I really don't know, I don't understand why I'm the only one who didn't like it. Like I literally thought I might just stop and have a nap here Mm -hmm. and put my head down and close my eyes because I'm like, Mm -hmm. I don't think I'm missing anything. There was one really good song and I think that one was about, um, do you have a sweet tooth? Uh, I don't know if that's how it goes, but that was quite a fun little song. Um, I thought Timothy, uh, Timothy, Timothy Chalamet, oh, far out. Timothy Chalamet. <sighs> yeah, that guy. I was disappointed. I didn't think he was Wonka mm-hmm. to me at all. Um, yeah, I just I could not get into it at all. Yeah. And I think, you know, a lot is made about how colourful it is and how amazing it is to look at. It kind of reminds me of a Christmas bauble, mm-hmm. really shiny on the outside but kind of empty on the inside. Yeah. So, yeah, I was really, really disappointed and the two boys I took were bored mm-hmm. as well. I think it's a good – it's good to have differing opinions and, you know, look, in retrospect, I sit back now and I think I was maybe a little mesmerised at the beginning. I certainly – like this was a four. This wasn't a five film for me. It was yeah. never going to be a five film. Um, but I think something I forgot to mention last week because I didn't really review, I think Lewis kind of led the review, which was great because I think he really liked the film. But something I noticed in this film is that I think being a musical, it was okay, but I think being a musical was actually its weakest yes, point. Yes, definitely. So the I'm songs not, weren't that great. Yeah, they weren't particularly well. No one is 
particularly sung very well. I preferred the story arc of it for mm-hmm. me personally, which was, you know, the origin or I guess origin story and, you know, these quirky, crazy characters. I quite liked that. It is, um, it's not a terrible musical, but I would say the musical part of it isn't its, its finest element. Yeah, and maybe that's why... I feel like it suffered because I don't mind a musical, but it has to be really good and the songs have to be amazing. And I just think because they weren't amazing, it detracted from the actual story itself. I'm like, oh, God, here we go, another song. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to give it um, three Christmas baubles, I guess. Three Christmas baubles. It is out. It, it is out. It's Christmas. It's happening. Um, speaking of Christmas movies, last night Chris and I wrapped all of Bryce's presents. Um, and as is our tradition, we sat and watched Love Actually. And the more I watch it each year, I'm like, I really got to stop watching this. It's gotten to the point where I don't know if I actually enjoy it anymore. I have seen it once in my life. Oh, well, it's completely... Um, fat phobic. <laughs> Do you know why? I think I seen it once. I can't really remember it that well because mm. I was so young when I seen it. And ever since it's been so overhyped that I've just completely... I think it's it. well and truly run its course. It is Do a 20 yep. year old film and it's corny to the max. And I think when I saw it originally, I enjoyed the ensemble cast and I, and I think things were less obvious as being inappropriate. And now I watch it and I'm like, wow. What do you think it is that keeps this film alive every year? Because every year it's like love actually, there's a special screening of love actually. Like why compared to other films is it this particular? Do you, do you, do you have any insight? I don't know. I think we just... Give I, it I, air. <laughs> yeah, we give it air, I guess. Um, Home Alone is a far superior film. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, I could think of plenty of films I'd rather watch. Elf. Hello. The one with, uh, oh, what's it called? Arnie and he's trying to... Jingle all the way. I tried to get... So we are trying to run through the Christmas movies because it is that time of year and trying to watch them with Bryce. He wasn't interested in watching that. We re-watched the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. So that was um, enjoyable. Um, And then we watched uh, Scrooge, A Christmas Carol. So they've made another Christmas Carol movie. Mm. Um, It's on Netflix at the moment and I felt like it might be okay because Luke Evans was playing Scrooge. It was a musical, um, which you get with animated films a lot. Uh, Olivia Coleman um, did one of the voices. There are a couple of interesting, um, you know, voice actors in it. Mm -hmm. But I, I did send a text message to Chris while I was watching it and it was something along the lines of kill me now. It was so bad but the thing is I'm not the audience. It it is definitely made for a younger audience. Um, Bryce liked it and there is one very, very catchy song uh, called Thank You Very Much or something like that. Basically Scrooge dies and everyone's like, woohoo, he's dead. Thank you very much. Bye. Um, Bye, Felicia. Bye, Felicia. Um... Yeah, but other than that, it's kind of kind of terrible. And the other Christmas movie that I tried to watch, apparently it's a Christmas movie, um, was Family Switch. Now, you tried to watch this as well. You did watch it. I did watch this. It's on Netflix. And, look, Jennifer Garner makes a lot of films where she's a mum mm-hmm. who's a little bit stressed out 
and it's her family um, going through whatever in their life. So you had um, Alexander and the Terrible, Horrible, No Good, Very Bad Day. Well done. Which was really enjoyable, fantastic. Um, great storyline based on a book, excellent. Then you had Yesterday, which was actually quite entertaining. And then this one where she basically is playing the exact same character from the other two movies um, but I couldn't even – I think I got half an hour in and I wanted to scratch my eyes out. And is it a Christmas movie? It's set around Christmas, isn't it's it? It's set around right, Christmas. Okay. They start – they start the movie like dressed up as candy canes. That's right. Doing a dance. And then they go to, um, is it Ed, um, Ed Helm? Ed Helm. Helms yep. that's playing the husband. They take their two teenage kids and their baby to the LA um, planetarium for like a special family Christmas photograph or whatever. They all make this wish because they're all angry with each other, the typical like, I wish you could live my life for a day. Yeah, well, I wish you could live mine. And then they wake up the next day and the son is the father, the father is the son, the daughter is the mum, the mum is the daughter and um, the baby is the dog. The baby is the dog was, I have to admit, a little entertaining. But, <sighs> um, yeah. But it, we've seen this oh film before, God. haven't we? We've seen this film before. Over and over and over again. And it's always Jennifer Garner. Mm. And, hey, she's got a lot going on in her life. She's a very busy woman. If you follow on her Instagram, she's got a lot going on. Good on her. Yeah. Uh, a lot of it is, like, charitable type work and, and whatnot. Um, so I think she just goes there, fil- f- films one of these films... Um, phones it in. She's like, right, cool. That'll go towards a college fund. Back to what I actually, you know, Want do. <laughs> so, oh, God, it was terrible. Um, I think this yeah. film had the potential to have some really funny moments. You've got some really good actors. You know, Ed Helm's a really funny guy. Jennifer yeah. Garner's really great. You know, the two kids in the film, I haven't seen them before. They're not familiar. But in they seemed that, pretty good. The, the girl really especially good. I felt like was really good. Really good. So I think there was potential to have a lot of funny moments, but it just wasn't. I mean, there was a few kind of moments where I thought that's a bit of a cop-out, like the the farting moment in the presentation. I thought that was a bit lame. Mm. So, yeah, I think this is just maybe we've just seen it before too many times and it just didn't quite hit the mark that it could have or should have because we've seen it before a hundred times. And I think this is a reminder to all that not all things that are made on streaming are all that entertaining and perhaps we need to go back to the cinemas to watch some real stuff. Yeah. So we will um, take a break and come back and talk about some films that are actually coming out in the cinemas as of next week, Boxing Day. So we will be back momentarily. You're listening to Unscripted, the film show. Yes, you are indeed listening to Unscripted, the film show with uh, Rachel and Cecilia. That was the soothing voice of Lewis, who is away at the moment um, on uh, probably having some fun out there, having a cocktail or two. uh, Sorry, which piece of... Sorry, we're doing some off-air antics here and I'm doing some waving around with my hands that nobody can see. Um, yes, uh, he's off having some fun, so good on him uh, doing that while we're while we're here. So we'll take one for yeah. the team for you, Lewis. No worries. So you owe us. You, <laughs> you've seen two movies which I haven't even heard of, let alone seen. Yes. So And they're both out Boxing Day. I don't know which one you want to talk about first. Let's talk about Coup de Chance. Now, this... Now, it's actually spelled, if you see it, C-O-U-P-E, coupe, but it's pronounced coup 
de chance. Uh, it is a French film. I'm still doing no justice with the title of that name. I'm sure it's pronounced much more fancy. Coup de chance. Oh, thank you. Oh, that was beautiful. Oh, I'm Coup sure many French people will disagree. Coup de chance. Now, this is Woody Allen's 50th film. Uh, it's also his first film in French. So you'll agree with me that either you love or you hate Woody Allen. And I think there's a little bit, there's always a little bit of a kind of moral dilemma I have going yeah. when I go and watch one of his films you know it's for the controversy I'm not going to talk about it on air or no. go into it we all know what it is yeah but I always feel a little bit funny going to watch his films but at the same time I can't ignore going to see this film um for my own personal moral um and ethical dilemma I mean you've I can got to review it I can if if I was not reviewing this film then I I would potentially boycott it but because I feel like I have the job to deliver this to the people. The like, unpaid that sounds job. very pretentious. I thought it I would does. go and see it. But um <laughs> the film the film begins with well, you know what? The way I should frame it is I'm gonna go and see this film to tell you what it's like so you can decide whether or not you want to go and see it. That's far less pretentious, isn't it? Yeah. Perfect. Um so the film begins with uh, two young people, uh their former schoolmates bumping into each other. Uh the girl is Fanny, uh, and she works at this, you know, art auction house and the boy Alan is uh divorced and he's in Paris to write a novel. He's an a he's a writer. Mm. Um, so Alan reveals that uh, now it, I don't think it's Alan. I think it's a fancier pronunciation of Alan because it's Aline? spelled L. Yes, thank you. But if I say it, it's going to sound too much like I'm saying Eileen. So I'm going to say huh? Alin. Uh, maybe I'll say Alin. Um, so yeah, he reveals that he had a crush on Fanny when she was at school when they were out at school, and she's absolutely flattered. But she's married to Jean, a very wealthy businessman but also uh, which around some dark rumours surround. So uh, mm. some one of his former business mates went missing uh, a while ago oh. and some people are led to believe that he had something to do with it. Did he? Didn't he? We don't know. Uh, but Ellen and Fanny begin meeting for lunch quite innocently at first. They just meet, hang out, catch up on the old times. Uh, but it does turn into a lot more than that. Uh, suddenly... Elaine disappears uh, and then Fanny and her mum become a little bit suspicious that Jean might be behind it. So I won't delve too much more into the plot. I'll leave it there. But uh, the film, like most of Woody Allen's films, looks really lovely. Uh, it's, you know, very autumny during mm. this time. So lots of, you know, brown leaves, greenery around. It's also got this kind of mellow jazz soundtrack that... Uh, he, he's known for. So think films like Midnight in Paris and those types of films. So tradition, like it looks and feels like a Woody Allen film. And it looks like he's hired basically French actors. He has, yeah. It's all French. So it, it does feel a little bit disconnected from him as well. Mm. And I don't know if, that's, if that's on purpose. Yeah, and it could be because I know a lot of American people won't work with him anymore. So mm. I think, you know, he's had to kind of go to the European market and, you know, do his films that way. I actually really liked this film mm. uh, and it, I just enjoyed the story. I enjoyed the way it looked. Uh, I enjoyed that I was intrigued from, you know, kind of throughout. Um, any film that kind of keeps me on my feet guessing, uh, 
is what I enjoy. So, look, I can't hate this film um, despite, you know, the person behind it. Mm. And I think it always raises such an interesting question as well too about the author, that, yes. um, that experience, you know, how much of the director or the writer or the actor do you see in the film rather than the film itself? Mm. So I think I could go on you know, for days about that, but um, I won't. Uh, all of that aside. Well, no, we've only got an hour um, show. But I do like this film, Ed. It's in cinemas now. So if you want to see something with well, a little bit of uh, suspense, a little bit of intrigue, a little bit of romance, a little bit of comedy, a little bit of drama, it's got a little bit of everything. So um, Coup de Chance is in cinemas now. Is it now or Boxing Day? My apologies. It is Boxing Day. Uh, um, and, hey, if you're listening however, to this Boxing Day and onwards, then it's out now. However, I think there are advanced screenings. Ah, so it could go. be in cinemas now. I think from the 19th, um, which was two days, ago. two days ago. So you can go and see this early as well. But, yeah, just a fun kind of mystery. But it's got a little bit of everything. So I'm going to score this four, four rifles. Four rifles? Four hunting rifles. Oh. Now that's rifles. very intriguing. Yes. Because mm. Jean likes to hunt. So there you go. Yeah. Uh, but out now. So the so the other film that you saw was um, oh, One Life. One Life. This is also in cinemas as of Boxing Day. Uh, this is a biographical drama. So, yeah, very oh. based on a true story. It's directed by James Hawkes. It's based on the story of a British humanitarian, Nicholas Winton, uh, and it's played by, <clears throat> sorry, I've completely forgotten it. It's a very famous person, <laughs> Anthony, Anthony Hopkins. Hopkins. I was like, Anthony Hopkins. I thought you were having a stroke halfway so did through I. the show. No, I got completely distracted by something and I'm thinking, who's that really famous dude in this film? <laughs> uh, but it is Anthony Hopkins. He plays Nicholas Winton and this guy was just such a hero back in 1938 or between 1938 and 39 he helped a heap of jewish children in german occupied um Sles- i can never say this word Slechazovakia. czechoslovakia Schleck- yes thank you czechoslovakia um i have a really the czechoslovakia no i'm not gonna be a say czech Czechoslovakia. Czechoslovakia. Czech- no, I can't say it. <laughs> That's okay. I can't say it. It is a word I cannot say. Um, to basically hide and flee from Germany-occupied parts of those areas. So he obviously teams up with a few people. Uh, his mum is played by Helena Bowen Carter, and she does a lot of work from the British side, so organising visas um, and paperwork for these kids to come across uh, to... England Mm. and when they arrive in England they are paired up with foster families so there's a lot of work that's put in by her from that part as well so really fascinating story about this guy and I think all in all it was more than 600 children wow he saved but the film then also goes on to document a time when there do you recall the show um that's life this, oh, like this is your life? I think, oh, could it be? Is that like, you know, oh, well, welcome this person. These are all the people that lived in your life. And no, let me are. get the name of the actual show. There was a TV show. But what happened was 
Oh, I need to find. So what happened is he was invited to go on to this show, which really documents important people. And he was sat yeah. in the audience. Yeah. And at one point, the presenter of the program introduced Nicholas Winton, you know, described his efforts in this um, mission saving these children. And then he said, I'd also like to tell you that one of those children is in the audience today. So he was then kind of matched up and there was that beautiful moment between, you know, meeting somebody and somebody who was saved um, from this moment. I'm not explaining the film very well, am I? <laughs> um, I'm getting it. So I can see, um, so it goes through. I'm trying to find the name of the actual show that he was. No, I couldn't find it either. <clears throat> um, but I can see obviously it takes part, um, part in the present yeah. or present-ish day yeah. as well as um, the past. So you have um, Jonathan Flynn playing young Nicholas Winton, which is interesting because he plays Bob Cratchit in this Christmas Carol musical that I was watching the other day, um, which apparently is a complete animated remake of a 1970s animated one. So all the music was from that original 1970s oh. one. Um, Alan pulled that information for us. So Fantastic. Interesting to know. But, yeah, so that's the second second um, Johnny Flynn movie of the night. Um, yeah. But, yes, you're yeah. right, it does. It goes between kind of, yeah, the past and present and then you see, you know, Anthony Hopkins um, in his older age and just in the film portrayed as someone very humble, doesn't quite understand that his effort, the, the big deal of it all. He's like, oh, no, but, you know, there were plenty of people involved in, in mm. all of this. But, you know, I think without his push and motivation, you know, he was really kind of the driver. And in the beginning, a lot of people said, look, it's not going to work. How are we going to get visas for these kids? How are we going to get them homes when they get to England? How, like, how the logistics of this is huge. And he's like, mm. no, 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 we can do it. We can do it. Um, you know, how do we get them on a train and, you know, cross to, you know, um, England and, you know, at that time it's scary. There's lots of things going on, wars happening. So mm. I, I liked the film. It didn't, for me, the story is so significant and amazing. The film didn't quite highlight the How amaz amazing it yeah. was. So yeah, so I don't know if you remember or recall seeing The Railway Man with yes. me. And remember oh, how blown away we were with that film? I feel like it injured my soul forever. Yeah, and to me the story was so significant but the film made me believe that. And yeah. for this it, it didn't it quite make me feel the significance and just the amazing story. I mean, maybe I'm just... Maybe it's not as, as amazing as I think it is, but to me it, it is. And the film just well, didn't make me leave feeling that way. I had to really think about this person and the time and go, all right, that was incredible. The film just didn't yeah. make me feel that way. I wonder whether that's because he was humble and he's like, well, it took a lot of people to do this. Mm. And maybe that was their whole point that, yes, he was amazing, but it also took all these other people. Maybe. And so maybe it was them honouring his humble nature. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. I'm going to score this three, three scrapbooks. Uh, it is in cinema's Boxing Day. or No, actually, I apologise. I think this film might be in cinema's today or tomorrow. You know what people could do is Google. Or you know what we could do? I could be more prepared before I come on uh, to the show. And well, actually... I threw you into the the chair. I'm like, I go, I'll be back, and then you just had to 
to run the panel. That's okay. Let me get. Um, but yeah, it is in cinemas. It's still a good film. So don't think just because I'm only yeah the 26. So just because I'm saying it's not, you know, amazing, amazing. It still is, and I think there's still a lot of you'll get a lot out of this film and I think Anthony Hopkins is always going to be amazing to watch on screen. He's done some great stuff recently, you know, from this. He did The Father. Uh, a few. Have you seen The Father yet? No, I still haven't seen The Father. It's a hard watch but uh, definitely a really good film and it really highlights his wonderful uh, acting chops. Anyway, we might go to another break and come back and talk about more after this. You're listening to Unscripted, the film show. Ah, oh, the Christmas season makes me loopy. Yeah. Sorry. Welcome to I was Two just, Wild and Crazy Girls. The things we're doing off air today are just... It, we're losing the our bananas, honestly. And the, because it's the silly season, we're having, like at my job where we're taking customer calls, just every insane person is calling today and the, yesterday. I feel like I'm sitting on something. I am a chair. But <laughs> Your butt. It just um, funny. Yeah, we had some crazy person come in and scream at us today. That was wonderful. Oh, my goodness. So, what were they screaming about? Were they oh, just wanting look, to be heard today? Or? I can't discuss it on air. Fair enough. Um, probably shouldn't be mentioning any of it on air. But anyway, it's, it's fine. I it just seems to bring the crazy out of the woodwork. I was going to say, I think the general consensus is, is that you just feel a little bit Everybody's more. a little bit on edge. And Christmas makes my anxiety seriously peak. So, um, yeah, tomorrow we've got one last day and then we're closing up shop for, for a bit, for for at least a week. So nice. I am well and truly looking forward to that. Oh, good. I have a bit of a shout-out to my friend. I don't know if she's listening. She's probably not. But uh, my friend, Tanille, thank you so much because I don't have a Christmas tree. Yeah. Anyway, she popped by a couple of nights ago after um, some friends had uh, a dinner and I wasn't able to go because work. Because anyway, work, yeah. She popped by with some wine and bickies and she looked around my house and she goes, you haven't got a Christmas tree? And I said, no, I haven't really had time to go and get one. Anyway, she's a teacher. So next day she's off work. Next day I get this knock at the door and she's bought me this beautiful Christmas tree, a white one, which I've always wanted. And she goes, here you go. Now you can go get some bobbles and stuff like that. And then she messaged me the couple, up other day and said, oh, have you had a chance to go get some bobbles and stuff? Not yet. And you said no, no. so she rocked up with anyway, bobbles. Anyway, she rocked up with some bobbles. So, I love um, that you called them bobbles. Not are they called bobbles? Baubles? Baubles. Well, I can't say anything. I can't say checks, checkle. <laughs> <laughs> so I can't say. I feel bad because it's such an important, like, it's a country. You should be able to say something. Anyway. I, I don't think it's a country anymore. I, oh, man, we're just going to get fired because we speech, don't know anything. My speech is terrible. I have really bad speech. Anyway, we're long tired. story short. It's okay. Um, I'm going to go home and decorate my tree tonight and send her a photo. Aww. But I just wanted to say thank you because, you know, little things like that can just make such a big difference for someone yeah. who just – it's not that I couldn't go and get a tree. It just wasn't a priority. Yeah. But now I can go decorate my beautiful tree and send that her a photo. probably so the loveliest story I have heard yeah. this week. And, you know, she's a mum, so she's got her own things to do. She's got her do. own stuff happening. And, you know, for her to do that and drive, her house is like 20 minutes from mine. That's truly what Sorry. the spirit of Christmas is about. Yeah, something as simple as She's that. She's living it. Just well to done, get Tenille. me a tree and put that up. So I thought, thank you. She's probably not listening, but I'm going to tell her uh, that I did mention her on 
on air. So now I'm so excited. I can go put it up. And... I'm super excited for Christmas, honestly. I'm I'm more about the giving. I, I don't really care so much what I've got. It's more like I can't wait to see people's reactions to open the presents that I've got them. Mm-hmm. And really there's not a whole heap of presents other than Bryce. He's got a ridiculous amount of presents. And we're like, we didn't get him that much. And then we're wrapping and I'm like, this is ridiculous. Um, but, yeah, I just... He's a good kid. He, he is a good it. kid. And, I mean, we've only got one. We may as well spoil the rotten out of him. He's not spoiled. I promise he's not spoiled. Um, it's just presence-wise a little bit. Um, I don't know where I'm going with that. Some of them are books and good. some of them are pairs of shoes. Leave me alone. Speaking of books, um, yes. I did watch a film called Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret. What a wonderful segue. Which is an adaptation of the Judy Bloom's much-loved 1970s novel. Now, I've never read this novel. Have you read the novel? I read it mm-hmm. back in primary school, but so f- long ago I can't actually remember much, much of, of what that. it was about. But was it, correct me if I'm wrong, it's like a 13-year-old-ish girl who is entering puberty? Yeah. So well you've me. got... No wonder I read it. <laughs> you've got Abby Ryder Forston who plays 11-year-old Margaret whose life is really upended when her parents uproot the family and uh, they move from New York City to New Jersey or the New Jersey suburbs. Now, I don't think that's really that far away from each other, but obviously to her it feels like you're taking me away from all my friends and, yeah. and my grandma. She's very close to her grandma who is played by Kathy Bates in the film too. Oh, I'd be close to Kathy Bates I if she was my grandma too. too. Um, now, once she's in New Jersey, uh, Margaret quickly befriends her neighbour Nancy and becomes part of her inner circle. So she's quick to make friends, which is fantastic. And, you know, soon she's learning everything about, um, you know, including puberty, boys, um, menstruation, boobs, all of the things that you learn when you grow up. But what's quite unique about the story is that every day Margaret has these kind of inner monologue or inner conversations with God. Mm. So she'll be like, hey, God, are you there? And she doesn't exactly have a religion. So there's another side story to the film, and I'm sure it was in the book as well, where her dad is Jewish, but her mum is Christian. And Mm. as a result, um, her parents decided that they weren't going to baptise her any religion and that they were going to let her grow up and decide because religion had kind of torn their families apart. So you've got uh, Rachel McAdams, which plays um, her mum, Margaret's mum, and she does a fantastic job. I'm not sure I've I've seen Rachel McAdams play a mum in a film before. Um, but she, uh, her parents disowned her as a result of marrying her A part, Jewish person? A Jewish wow, partner. how very Christian of them. Exactly. So that's a big part of this. Um, I, I like the fact that the mum has her own story in this as well and mm. that her parents haven't said to her that you have to, you know, be Jewish, you have to be Christian. And she kind of explores the both religions in the film. So she asks her grandma to take her to go um, to, to a Jewish temple and then she asks her mum to go and you know, see the Christian side of things. And so, you know, while she's grappling with the the teenage side of life, she's also grappling with the religion side and, you know, is there a God? And, you know, sometimes she's like, you know, thank you and then I hate you, God, for what you did to me today type of scenario. Mm. But, look, what I really, really, really liked about this film is that we are all young 
in one point and we don't all grow up the same way. We don't all grow up in the same country. But Mm. in this film, there are plenty of universal themes that are so relatable uh, and that we're able... The need to feel, to belong to something. Yes. Yeah, Yeah. which for Margaret, um, she's desperate for because not only has she moved away from her home and what she knows, but she's also questioning... God and like she's got two different religions happening in her house. Where does she belong? Yeah, she doesn't want to upset her mum by being Jewish and she doesn't want to upset her dad by being Christian. So, yeah, it's quite difficult. But the other lovely thing and really nostalgic thing for me watching this, and, you know, this is, you know, I'm in my 30s now. So this seemed like such a lifetime ago. But I love that this film, because of when it's set, it Mm. takes away all of today's social media influencing all of the things that I think kids of this age now have to tackle, takes all that away, strips it right back and just looks at the issues at hand for what they are. I mean, this this book was written in the 70s, but I'm... I'm a child of the 80s and 90s and I read this probably in the early 90s, mm-hmm. um, very early 90s, I suppose, and it was completely relatable because back in the day, like, you, how would you find out about these things, you know, about menstruation and, yeah. and all that sort of stuff? Like, it wasn't, it certainly wasn't from, you know, the internet. No. It was you read a magazine that you maybe shouldn't have bought or you got told incorrect information from your friends. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you would maybe have a conversation with your parents. Um, and in the 70s, it would have been even more so, you know, not being able to get the right information. So yeah. it was a really, really pivotal and important book for many females for many generations. So, um to see it finally be made into a film I think is um, really about time and probably, you know, 20 years too late. Um, but again, it's it like you said, it's universal. Those things never change, mm-hmm. I think. People are always wanting to belong and I think, you know, puberty is such a hard, hard time to go through. Oh, yes. So, um, so I see it's available on Apple uh, for rent, it is seven six ninety nine to yep. rent, uh, and it's uh, by f- the writer and director Kelly Freeman Craig, who did a film called The Edge of Seventeen back in two thousand and sixteen. <gasps> I loved that movie. Did you? I was going to say Stein, I've never seen Steinfeld, it. Steinfeld, yes, and Woody Harrelson is in this as well. Um, yeah. now, oh, that just makes me want to watch it even more because you, you didn't see Edge of Seventeen? I haven't seen Edge of Seventeen, but it's interesting you say you want to see this film because now I want to see Edge of Seventeen. Right. Because I think uh, Kelly uh, Freeman Craig has done a wonderful job with this film and I honestly sat down thinking I wasn't going to like this film at all. I don't yeah. even know why I was prompted to watch it. I wanted to watch something... Uh, I wanted to watch something like nice yeah. and this kind of popped up and I thought I'm going to give this a go and now I now want to go and watch Edge 17 um, because of this film and I'm, I'm a bit late to the party. <laughs> but yeah, I really, really liked mm. Edge of 17. I thought it was a really well done film. Um, I should check and see where it's available uh, and then I can tell you um, where you can find it. Uh, with this film, I'm going to score this for Anatomy Books. Um, 
because, yeah, back in the day, you've got to go to the anatomy books to learn about things that you can Google now. Uh, Yes, I definitely had a couple of those books back in the day. Um, So if you're interested in watching The Edge of Seventeen, um, you can find it on Prime Video. And you can also, yes, for free, or you can rent it for $2.99 on Apple TV. So there you go. Well, I might rent it because I like to contribute to... Well, I I still pay my subscription, so... I mean, you're paying your subscription to Prime. Yeah. Does that money go to them? I don't know. Don't know. Anyway, we'll be back momentarily. You're listening to Unscripted, the film show. We are back. I realised with the end of the year and us compiling our top ten, bottom fives last week, it's now time to look forward to the the future of what 2024 brings us. The future. I haven't looked into the future whatsoever, but you know what I did do? I looked at the um, our lists from last week and there were 17 individual films. That's a very, very good eclectic array of films. Yeah, I think Um, so. Which, do you know what tells... That tells us that we did cover a fair share of films. I think Uh, so, I think we've all been a little bit wondering, oh, we don't see as much as we used to, but I think it's not that... That's not necessarily the case. I think there's also not a lot coming out in Mm. cinema because when we first... And you guys started this a lot sooner than I did, but even from when I started, there was sometimes three media previews a week. Yeah, yeah. And I've noticed in the last few years that there aren't that many media previews. No, they definitely pull back. And I mean, yeah... You know, I think that I definitely do not get out as much as I used to. But I'm going to blame that on family life and working full time and just being tired. But when you look anyway. at, you know, the the people that we're talking to, our listeners, and they're wanting to learn about films, they want to know what's on everywhere. They want yeah. to know what's streaming. They want to know what's on at the cinemas. So I think the fact that we're able to cover both those well, sections, I think is the thing is when I. When I'm at home, I'm like, oh, my God, what am I going to watch? And it would be a whole lot easier. It's always a whole lot easier when someone says to me, have you watched XYZ on whatever it is? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, cool, I'm sitting down. I don't know what to watch. Someone suggested this on Netflix or on Prime or whatever. And then I give it a go. So... You know, lots of people aren't getting out to the cinemas, so I think exactly. it's a good way of, of people still seeing stuff. Yeah, so I think, no, it's it's great to have so many um, selections. But, <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> um, she, she's dying, people. There are some, yeah, definitely some films coming out next year that we can all be looking forward to. Um, I had a list here. That's why I'm like, sorry. Did you? Because I, I don't have one list at all. I, I did watch a couple of um, trailers. You know what? Maybe should we put a list together for next episode? That involves research. That does, though, no, doesn't it? No, it's okay because I'm on holidays, so I have time to do I research. I wonder if we should do that, what we're looking forward to. Because the only thing, I, I watched a trailer for Migration, which I think must be coming out Boxing Day because it's been all over everywhere, like in mm. my face. So um, I think it must be coming out, but it's a kid's movie. Um, yeah. So I will possibly end up seeing it over the Christmas holidays because... I have a child and it's got air conditioning, so. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I haven't done a whole lot of research. There's just a few names that kind of pop up. You've got, you know, Snow White. Really? uh, There's a Snow White coming up? There's a Snow White coming out. Is that like a a human, not animated version? What do you call it? Like a live action version. There you go. Not human version, (laughs) live action. Oh, hold on. 2025. That's not next year, you liars. (laughs) 
Okay, no, that's not right. Don't go too um, far into the future. 20, oh, actually, hold on. All of these films have 2025 next to them. I, am I in the wrong year? <laughs> um, have I moved in? in... Oh, we're in 2023 moving into 2024. Yeah. It's, okay, it's... do you know why? Because I've clicked on upcoming movies 2025. That generally, yeah, if, 2024. You t- if you click the wrong thing, generally speaking, it will give you the wrong Well, there you go. I've just given you a couple that are due out uh, in 20. But the, the Joker, uh, Joker, Foley, a Duar. Folie du. Folie du. Du. Folie du. Oh, that sounds it good. It means um, uh, something of two. <laughs> have you seen? Have you seen the Joker? The I still have. This is the one with Joaquin Phoenix, Joaquin right? Phoenix. Yeah. Um, oh, folie du means like when two minds are thinking the same thing. Oh. So they have that thing hmm. in, in true crime where you've got two people who are involved. Trust you to know this term no, from true crime. No. But anyway, sorry to interrupt. No, it's fine. It's like the insanity of two is what folie du means. Oh, I like Something that. Something like that. So, And that would make sense because this film has got uh, Lady Gaga and Joaquin Phoenix in the major roles. And we know that uh, if you've seen the first one, pretty crazy stuff. So I'm interested to see where this one goes. There's also a new Mean Girls film. So this is uh, coming the musical. Out. The musical. Um, and so it did come out on Broadway, so this is the movie of the musical. Excellent. So there was a movie, it became a musical, it's now the movie of the musical. Ah, uh, Dune Part 2, Dune Part 2, if you are interested. Uh, I do recall... I love that you're like, let's get a list together. No, I've changed just my gonna mind. I'm going to go through now. Well, now. I mean, there's not really no, there's not really any need to get too much of a list. I mean, if you just search, it kind of comes up and... Uh, yeah, but I mean, Dune Part One was such a long film, and it really only set the story up from memory. So going in to watch Dune Two is going to be quite scary because it's going to be a long film. Well, I have no desire to see that. I didn't um, see the first one, and I'm okay with that. Nosferatu. Ah, uh, oh, well, this looks like a great. Lewis will be seeing that. Lewis will definitely be there. Apparently, there's going to be another A Quiet Place. Do you know oh. what? With that, I think one one's enough. Wasn't there two? There's two, but one's enough. <laughs> okay. And I still haven't watched either of them. One's enough. Um, Do you remember that really bad one that everyone used to, was like banging on about? Bird Was it Bird Box? Oh, yeah, with um, Sandra Bullock. Everyone was banging on <gasps> about it. Have you seen that Leave the World Behind with no, Julia Roberts? No, it keeps popping up. It's on actually it. pretty good. Really? Yeah, it's Is pretty it good. Is it a movie or a TV series? It's a movie. It's got, um, I probably have a couple of minutes to quickly talk about it, but it's got uh, Julia Roberts as the mum and oh, who plays the dad in the film? Oh, What's know. it called? It's on Netflix, isn't it? Yeah, so it's called Lowy of the World Behind. It's about a family of four. Oh, I can't believe it's Ethan Hawke. Ethan Hawke uh-huh. plays the dad. And the family decides to stay at an Airbnb in this, you know, lavish mansion uh, in the suburbs. So outside of they live in uh, New York and they just want to get away to the country. But when they get out there... Uh, they're awoken one night by the actual owner of the house who is played by Marshala Ali and his daughter. And apparently there's something going on with communications. So the internet's down, the phone lines are down, all these things are down. And then they kind of start coming up with these conspiracy theories as to, you know, is it a cyber attack? What's going on? But what I love about the film is that the young girl 
has just become obsessed with Friends, the TV show, and she's <laughs> been like watching it on Netflix. And she's been watching it on Netflix and they get there and she's got one episode left. Oh, no. And she's like, Mum, I'm never going to find out what happens to Ross and Rachel, am I? And she's obsessed with just trying to get the internet back to uh, watch Friends uh, the whole I time. I feel you, sister. I'm, I'm currently in Season 7 re-watching and I realise there's lots of what in Season 7 I must have just dropped off because there were lots of, lots of things that I missed over the time. Yeah. 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 But look, I, I liked this film. It's getting very mixed reviews, but I liked it. I think there's something really authentic about this in that it's quite scary because I feel like some of the stuff in this could almost happen in real life, and I think that's what scares me a lot. You know what's funny? That she's obsessed with Friends and Julia Roberts was in an episode of Friends because she was going out with um, Matthew Perry at the time. I did not know that. Mm. See, I claim to have seen all Friends episodes and maybe I haven't either. Well, there's a lot of stuff I've forgotten. I'm re-watching. I'm like, oh, I forgot this person came into it and did it. There was a lot of, Mm. um, you know, uh, people who came in because they were kind of promoting stuff or they were dating somebody at the time, like Brad Pitt and Mm. um, David Arquette and, yeah, yeah, so. Yeah, so it's called Leave the World Behind, uh, but I liked an interesting premise about cyber and and what would happen if we lose the internet and if it went down and what could potentially be the reason why we would. Mm. Um, Is it man-made? Is it natural disaster? Who knows? Uh, but maybe just in case, uh, keep some DVDs yeah. Uh, yeah. aside. Uh, but the ending, if the, if the film's a, a real, real cool ending. Ah, so, I might have to see it. Yeah, go and watch it. Uh, but it means there's lots to watch on Netflix and all of that jazz. Not just Netflix. There's Stan. There's Disney. There's Prime. There's Hulu. There's Binge. There's Binge. There's so much. There's too much. Too much. Too much content that... Uh, it I takes c- longer to choose what to watch than it does to watch what you've chosen. I know. I, I miss those I days. that sentence and just it made sense. Hitting the old video shop and just being like, your parents like, you've got 10 minutes. Right? Your parents said you got 10 minutes to get in, get out. You Did your pick... parents were mean? No, nah, they didn't. My but parents just dropped us you... off, so maybe that's worse. We're electrical I mean... kids. We're just like, go for a walk to the video store and go get something. You've got 20 minutes. You've got to get in, right? Get out. You know, yeah. nowadays, I'm, I literally will sit there. I will make myself something for dinner to enjoy while I'm watching something. Yes, and then, and then I will... you don't start eating until you've found something and then the food's cold. Or you eat your food while you're what, trying to find something and then it's gone. Is this because we've got ADHD or is this something that normal people do? I wonder. Do? That's what I wonder because for us, we're so similar in our ways that maybe it we is have to just... have two things going on. We need to ask Lewis when he's back. Yeah. He, yeah. yeah. Or maybe people can tell us on the socials and they can just yeah. say, uh, that's definitely just you guys or that's, no, that's everybody because we all grew up watching yeah. TV while we ate dinner. I'd like to know that. I'd yeah. really like to know that. Anyway, but anyway, we got to get out of here. We will be back next week with God knows what. See you then. Bye. Bye. This podcast has been brought to you by the Gentlemen of Pop Culture.